You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Khan, and Dennis Dick. We are going to talk a little bit, a little bit uh, about uh, the reaction to the Fed yesterday, uh, mostly just doing with the same thing they always do, which is, oh, wait till next time. Wait till next meeting. But we'll talk about that. That's my take. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the market's reaction to it. We'll talk about Facebook. We'll talk about Robinhood. I want to hit on some Darden Restaurant. We got earnings this morning from DRI. I want to talk Peloton. Their CEO made some interesting remarks at a conference yesterday. We will take questions from our chat. Uh, two great guests today. First up at 835, a brand new guest for us, Jay Woods. He is the chief market strategist at Drive Wealth. He's also the executive floor governor of the New York Stock Exchange. So he'll, he'll be on at 8 to 35. And at 9, as always, as we are on Thursdays, we'll be joined by Peter Tuckman from Wall Street Global Trading Academy uh, and also a floor trader himself. So a great day for us. Plan, do us a favor, hit that like button. And while you're there, shameless plug, next Tuesday, right, Joel? Tuesday, 1 to one thirty. Joel with Gene Munster and a mystery guest debating tech stocks. Premarketprep.com to sign up for that. Now, let's get Joel's charts on the screen and let's see how we're doing this morning. Mr. Elkanen, good morning. I hope the markets are doing better than your basement. Yeah, yeah. We got the old uh, the old water in the basement trick and uh, uh, got my shoes on. Don't wear shoes very often, but you guys want to hear about the markets. Markets, spoos are up 23 and a quarter handles, 44.07 and a quarter. That's your last print. Uh, just a dip that didn't even get to the close off the 6 p.m. open. Pre-market low, 85.75. Pre-market high, uh, three points above that close from Friday. It seems so long ago. <laughs> but in order to get positive on the week, 44-21-75, that is a big, big number. Uh, crude down 36 cents at 71.87. Nothing really sticking out to me except a couple pesky highs in the 72 handle. 
Gold down 470 at 1774.10. Silver in the red by 18.2 cents at 22.73. Bitcoin, nice rebound yesterday off 40K, up $395 at 43,915. And Ethereum, that's up $51.50 at 3092.75. Take it away, Spencer. Uh, let's just start with like broad, high level. We'll start with the Fed. Obviously, we all know by now uh, what we said yesterday, which was basically um, <laughs> Powell doing his best to 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 gently signal that yeah, we're like maybe probably thinking about starting or announcing our taper in November or December. Uh, we know. Uh, thanks to the dot plot that half of the members of the FOMC uh, foresee uh, a interest rate hike next year at some point. Uh, we also know that they've said that they're probably going to announce the start of their they're going to announce the the tapering of bond purchases by the end of this year. Well, they only have two meetings left, November and December. So all eyes now on the next Fed meeting. They don't meet in October. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. They yeah. meet, but don't they do a policy? They don't do a like uh, policy decision. Yeah, thank you, Joel. No policy uh, decision. So, uh, no changes yesterday. Uh, Powell just trying to, uh, you know, gently, gently. I, I the way I, I equate it is like the market is like a a child, and the Fed is like the parent ripping off the bandaid. You can't just rip the bandaid off. There's going to be tears. You have don't want tears. You have to be gentle. You have to distract them. Look over Prolong here. Look over here. Pain, Spencer. You have to Prolong distract the them. Pain. And then you, and then you gently do it. And then anyway, uh, that's the, that's my take on all of this. Um, so yes, no, no, nothing new. Just uh, kick the can down the road to next meeting, November. Uh, is, I don't know if I should tell you to cancel your bids because you probably want to get hit on like every bid out there, right? We just uh. <laughs> We had like a three, four, four point drop here, showing a little bit of weakness. But uh, go ahead, Dennis. That's your more volatility, the- which is nice to see. I know. You know. As a trader, you want to see volatility. And the VIX obviously come down the last couple of days. But we're seeing some more volatility. We're seeing some movement. We're seeing some chop. Again, lots of chop yesterday, too, even with the Fed. It's good we held the rally. We still got that major resistance point, Joel, 440, almost right on the button, you know, for the SPY. That's where we're bumping our heads up against Mm -hmm. here in the pre-market, struggling right there. We're trying to fill that gap. And we know stocks like to fill gaps, Well, so do indexes as well. The gap I'm talking about in the chart is the SPY, the gap down from 441.02 all the way down. And Joel doesn't look at SPY, but he would see a gap if he looked at SPY all the way down to 436. Yeah, we're trying to fill that gap. Are we going to fill that gap today? That is the question. Spooze did fill the gap. Spooze did, but yes. Spy didn't yet. So Spooze yes. did fill the gap. So, yeah. what, so what would that mean? A whole and Joel said, you know, Friday feels so long ago. But like, let's say, let's just hypothetical. Let's say we do fill that gap. That 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 would mean. I mean, I guess we that's did. Bull. That's did, I guess we kind of did already. I think it, I think yeah. I think there are those people in the chat. I think you're selling rips and buying dips. I don't think we're out of the woods. I don't think we're going straight back up to 4,500. And I think if you're sitting here and you're buying the rip, you're doing it backwards. So we've had so many opportunities where we've seen the same story again and again and again. 
It's way better than 50% of the time. I'll tell you lately that's buying the rip has been the bad play. It's not every day, but you know, maybe this is different. Maybe we're just going to continue to rip higher here, but lots of unknowns, lots of concerns still Evergrande all still in the news. I see on the headlines, there's a lot of the same worries are still out there. So you've had this natural bounce. It's a bounce. It's a dead cap bounce in the markets. And yeah, if you're like all in, this is the bounce to sell. In my opinion, if you're, way under invested then you know maybe you're going to hold on to some of these stocks a little bit if you were buying them but you know i'm not buying the rip i did buy a couple stocks we know that i put a couple in the long-term portfolio i put cleveland cliffs in the long-term portfolio back around 19 that's right around where i bought it 19 and change i put some more regeneron because i think covid's not going away i bought something else in the long-term portfolio i can't remember now Three stocks I bought in the long-term portfolio. And that's just because I had like 40% cash. I want to get down like 35. I want to get down a little bit more in the weakness. But now today is not the day. I mean, we're 120 points off the, off the low from three days ago. So I, I think the opportunity has passed. Now, there is opportunity still. There are some stocks, probably individual stocks that maybe haven't run as much. But I think the overall market here has probably had its bounce. Now you're coming in. You want more of a bounce? Being greedy. Uh, I just I can't get Friday's close on out of my mind. Uh, just for the fact that um, you know it was a quad witch, and you see turns in the markets on quad witches a lot of times. They've all been a turn, a turn higher. Uh, I mean, you got that close from Friday at twenty one seventy five, right? You got uh, today's high so far early in the session. 2475. That's close enough. I'm splitting hairs there. And then also half of the rebound in the spooze comes in at 4417. So, you know, I, you know, the price action on Monday, Tuesday got me leaning a little bit, you know, to the bear side. Obviously, Wednesday and Thursday, impressive days. Uh, but, you know, this market, if it just, if it gets back above Friday's close, which is 2175, and it holds that area. Then, whew, I mean, I you know, Spencer will be looking a hell of a lot better on his bet. If we if we fail at this area, it's I already to forget the bet. Down. What was the bet? All time high before the end of the year. There's a good chance that could happen. I mean, you're you're going <laughs> with the overall trend. I'm never going to argue this market. So you know, obviously, I'm still somewhat invested here. So I still believe in the market right. long term. Yeah. And I don't know if the end of the year is long term, but. I don't think, like, I know there's some people who are saying this is the beginning of the major bear market. And there's yeah. always those people in the media What's saying bear that. Market? I have not been, I've said, you know, do we need a correction? Are we overbought, you know, at a certain point in time? Yeah. Is this the beginning of the huge bear market? I don't think so. Are stocks overvalued? Absolutely. You know, that's why my long-term portfolio is a little bit more cash. I just don't see the value there. But there are certain stocks. I mean, Cleveland Cliffs, yes, it's cyclical. But it's trading like three times earnings. And I've been screwed like this before. You know, Micron is trading five times earnings and then the, the cycle goes the other way and it doesn't look as good. So we know, you know, it's been as good as it gets environment for some of the steel makers. But there's opportunities there. I mean, Regeneron too. Like, you know, look what I'm picking on. I'm picking on. Yeah. I'm the value guy though in the long-term portfolio. I'm the value guy. So I don't go buy something 25 times sales and hope for the best. You know, hope for the story to still stay hot. I buy stuff that I think is reasonably priced. I love the growth at a reasonable price. So I'm always picking on those types of stocks. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Sometimes we're in the story stock environment. But as a trade, you can put on anything. As a trade, I think you're booking your profits from the last few days. Because if you had the guts to come in and buy the dip, which has been working nonstop, 
You were rewarded handsomely in the last three days. What are you doing, Joel? It's are also about rotation. No, I, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm much less cash than you, but man, I'm just not super excited at, at putting putting things to work, you know, right now. I mean, there's not, I mean, I do some stuff just, you know, automatically, you know, on a, on a monthly and a quarterly basis. But I mean, as far as just going out there and picking individual stocks, no, more, more, more tempted to sell them like Peloton, but uh, you know, what the hell happened to that stock yesterday? (laughs) Uh, We can go there. What's Lisa doing? She's holding. Uh, Yeah. She said one thirty. That is where you know, but I mean, we, we, when, we, it, when it filled that gap, I mean, it's just it, it's worthless. Trying all right, to argue wait, about let, it. Wait, wait, we'll get back to Peloton. One twenty. Oh, in, in a little bit. Let's 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 take, let's start with Facebook here. I want to get to Facebook because it is like the big one of the biggest stocks in the market. And uh, Dennis said yesterday on on Twitter, when it rains, it pours. It is pouring on Facebook. There was the the tremendous series in the Wall Street Journal last week. Uh, about Facebook and Instagram and all the just bad effects that th- those apps have on 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 young people. Um, and then this morning or yesterday morning, they come out with a blog post that real basically realizes some fears from earlier in the summer. Flashback to a few months ago. Remember, Apple did that big privacy update on the on on the, their phones. They and you, I'm sure you've all seen this by now. If you have an app. The app now has to ask you, do you want to let us track your data? And you can opt in or opt out. And there are some concerns for Facebook in particular because their whole business model is serving people ads. And the reason they're so good at that is because they can follow you around the Internet and track you through everything. And uh, there are some concerns that people are going to opt out. And that would that would hurt Facebook's ability to to, to, to track people and hurt ad conversions, and that's Facebook's whole model. And Facebook said, no, we think we're going to be okay. Well, yesterday morning, they come out with a blog post and says, basically uh, talking directly to business owners and saying, yeah, we know some of you are probably seeing uh, less ad conversions than you're used to seeing from Facebook. We think it's not as bad as it looks, is basically what they said. Uh, we think they're being underreported, but regardless, this is what people were afraid of. They were afraid that everyone was going to opt out uh, of the of the tracking on on the iPhone from the Facebook app, and it was going to hurt Facebook's ability to track people and 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 provide ad conversions, uh, which is how they make money. And that, that so that was the headline this morning that those fears appear to have been realized at least to some extent. And then yesterday after the bell, they announced that their CTO is leaving. So there's a lot going on here right now with Facebook. Targeted marketing. And, you know, this does hit, you know, obviously if there's going to be people that are opt out on their on, on their app, yep. it's not going to be able to target those people as well. So does that mean the advertisers pull out completely? I don't know because this is the way people advertise now. So I, I every time Facebook has pulled back 40, 50 bucks from the highs, it's been a buying opportunity. Same story as Adobe. It's not a crazy valuation. I think it's trained like 24 times or something. It's not cheap relative to itself, but it's not crazy either. So am I buying the pullback? I don't know. At 300, yeah, 340, 345. 
it's probably the call because it seems like on these big tech giants, every time they pull back and they buy, it's it's a buying opportunity. So I don't know if history repeats itself, which it often does, or at least it rhymes like uh, Ryan Dietrich says, you're probably going to want to buy the dip. I'm not coming in and buying the dip right away, but I can see people already emerging to buy the dip because the CTO leaving last night, stock went down to like 341. They quickly scooped that up. And now it's trading up and they're shrugging that off too. So by the dippers have already started to emerge here. Uh, you got you got a lot of a confluence here. You have the low from yesterday at 4069. Uh, you have the low from July 21st at 41 and a quarter. And then the same thing in the after hours, you came to that area, you came to 4026. So if you're taking a shot here at 4580, that's what you're leaning on. Uh to me, I see a, a better level underneath. I see a pair of lows at 235. So if you have actually two, 234 and a half, almost to the tick. So uh, if you're a little bit longer term and you feel like, you know, risking 10 sticks to get 20 out of it, uh, those are the two levels. On the rebound here, uh, I'll just give this as some short-term resistance, 34903. Uh, That's where you got on the pop, but uh, at least maybe hold this low and have like a quiet inside day or something and then bust above 350. But, you know, right now you're you're just leaning on one low. I I will say I have yet to opt in to any app that that I've gotten that 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 message for. We're like, hey, do you want us to let you? track your data i, I think the majority of people would opt out. I, I have yet to say yes to anything yeah i think the majority of people yeah. would opt out on that if it's like being sent to you yeah hey do you mind if we track you around <laughs> say no i don't want you tracking me yeah so exactly. it's not good news it's not good I, news let the dust i'm saying let the dust settle maybe but you know what in this market you let the dust settle and then you miss it so it's such a tough market like adobe we were talking about yesterday and, you know, right away, we were talking about a 616, 615. You gave a good level, Joel. The level you gave was right where it bounced. And, you know, now oh, you're looking at 631. Yeah. It's already got back a third of the losses. It, I don't know if Facebook's going to pull in Adobe. Adobe's a lot more probably loved than Facebook. But it's hard. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to let it just consolidate and give me a chance. And it's like, you wait for the, you know, if you don't buy the initial dip, it seems like it just bounces without you then. I'm so Such boring. They don't. Market. They don't even ask me. Topped in and out. <laughs> <laughs> they just. Joel, when's the last time you? Oh, updated, yeah, we don't care. When's the last time you updated anything? That's <laughs> probably you and Dennis both. You guys are. You guys are bad. At I that. actually have ordered a new cell phone. Believe it or not, yeah. I oh. ordered a new. I went with the Apple 12. I went with the Mini because okay. the the 12 is too big, but the Mini is kind of the same size as my uh, five. Whatever the hell I got, the iPhone 5 SE. And, um, yeah, so I ordered it. It's not in yet, though. So there's a backlog on a lot of iPhones right now. So they're saying three to four weeks to get it in. But I put it on order. So I'm actually going to upgrade my phone. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. Well, a lot time... of stuff wasn't working. You're right. Like, I was yeah. Looking, I'm and like, you're yelling at me. Say, oh, yeah. It just doesn't, like, support it. Yeah. So you, you call me and you and we can't you can't hear me and you'd be. No, I know at me. my phone. Yeah, it's my phone. Reason, it, it, like the speaker is like there's something shot in my like antenna and I can't phone like very far out now. So <laughs> it's time for a new phone. It's I, time I, for a new phone. Thank you, you Adobe traders out there that, that tried to pick the bottom yesterday. This is what you want to see. You want to see this bounce up to the 645 area that would also fill the gap. I know that's 14 points away. But, hey, you jump up into that area, fill the gap, and 
hold, and then it's back up to new all-time highs. The longer it takes to get back, and that was right near the close the other day, the longer it takes to get back to that 645 area, I'd be maybe looking for another leg down. Your close on Tuesday, 645.89, boom, right there at the 50% retracement, 14 points away. All right, well, let's talk the meme stock that wasn't, then was, then wasn't again. Robin Hood back in the news, uh, but, but for a good reason this time. Uh, they are testing crypto wallets with some users uh, and uh, are testing also uh, blockchain transfers next month. And this is from uh, their chief product officer, I believe, or CTO. Uh, yesterday at at a conference, and yeah, it was it was their chief product officer. Anyway, Robinhood is testing crypto wallets, and the market likes that because we got to forty eight forty seven this morning yeah. last night. Just a perfectly technically trading stock right now, range bound between forty and fifty. That forty one two three four, like half dozen times, bottom right know. in the same area. 39 23 i'm calling it 40 yeah yeah. and why not you know we topped out in the same area but go back in the mid-august right around 50 a few times i I, if i was long it that would be my target 50 um and i wouldn't be buying it up here because now your risk reward is seven points down three points up but if i'm in it i'm probably raising stops and it's my target is 50 i'm not in it though yeah, two point leak off to four AM people. What are you doing at four? Oh, they almost bought it at fifty. They're so excited. There's so much dumb money at four AM. I wish I could wake up because I, I used to make a lot of money at four AM just fading really stupid moves. And it just I can't get up in the morning that early anymore with the kids. So I'm getting older. I can't do it. I probably if I got up at four in the morning, I would be the dumb money now because I can't get my brain working fast enough anymore at four in the morning. But there's so many moves at four in the morning that are just absolutely overshot. And that's what the dumb, that's why I've talked about, it. I've said this before, the dumb money. It's like people are so excited. They got to get in there right away when I can buy, you know, an ARK and NASDAQ opens at 4 a.m. And they're like, I got to get in there right away. And what they do is they way overpay for stocks. And so, you know, again, we see the same thing happen again on Robinhood here this morning. Opens up near the highs. They're so excited. And it's coming right back in. So, I mean... Don't chase stuff at four in the morning. If I can teach you anything, if you're trading at four in the morning, don't chase. Yeah, use it for exits. I mean, exits are awesome. Yeah. You know, because the moves get overdone. That's really what it is. Like, and I would be the fade trader on most of those moves. Now, I mean, it's scary. You got a news headline, you want to be first on it, but you kind of get a feel for when things are just overdone. You know, we've given those Kathy Wood examples back from the day when stocks train up like 15, 20% because Kathy bought it last night at four in the morning. Then you get to like eight in the morning, it's up 5%, but somebody just got way too excited. There's no liquidity. There's nobody out there. So if somebody wants to buy and they really want it, they really got to pay up. And that's, you know, usually a selling opportunity. I mean, you could also have some tricky algos in there, you know, going bed, really, you know, going bed at 47.50 with some size and then, whoo, we got to buy it. And then they, oh, they turn around and put the offers out there. I'm sure it's a lot easier to goose the market at that time as well. Uh, good thing I didn't tell you to cancel your bids, Triple D. Uh, <laughs> eight point, I, I just feel like, why, why cancel your bids? I mean, you know, you sit might, out there, you get hit, get and hit, then you and then sell just, them a few minutes well, later and you make money. Yeah, well, that, that, that's oh, market making. Oh, I'm a little that's wider true. than Citadel, but I'm out there. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what Joel said. He, Dennis wants to get hit. 
so we can just sell it a few minutes later. Um, that yeah, was the goal. Testing when you're bidding something, the goal is to get hit. Right. What's a crypto wallet going to do for Robinhood? I mean, was that like a big thing now? I mean, uh, what are you, you going to do? It will help them attract. In theory, it'll help them attract more more users, right? Because um, that's the that's the biggest. Uh, that's that's I think that's like the biggest complaint about like a, a Coinbase, for example, right? Is uh, this is my wallet right here? Yeah, that's what I use for you my. Still wallet. got them. You right still down. got them. This is my. I got all mine. My same thing. I use all the sheets and I have all this stuff. So when I get a trading idea, it goes on my sheet for the day. You know, somebody sends me a hot trading idea. Yep. Yeah, like Chris Catch, he was telling me about some of these facts, and you know, like and you know, obviously Chris, we know from Benzinga. Yeah. He's like, watch this one. It's got you know some news coming up on it. I write it down. So I got my sheet, and I probably got like 50 stocks written down there. These are, you know, just ideas. Sometimes the ideas turn into trades. Sometimes they don't. I always put – so if you want to know, like, what I'm writing down, I do the same stuff. I got the earnings stocks in the one corner, the stuff that's going to report, you know, to this morning, stuff that's going to report tomorrow, stuff that's going to report two days from now. I got all the dividend stocks on there. And then I've got all the news stocks just littered with news. I've got Kramer in the corner. What's Kramer talking about? What is he, you know, promoting on Mad Money? So you know, and so I, and that's how I daily set it up with all that stuff. Uh, by the way, guys, if you have not been watching Spax attack, you know, Spax, you know, we all know they got destroyed. But if you have not been paying attention, the last couple of weeks, Spax have all of a sudden been—I'm not going to say back in favor, but they've been popping. A lot of SPACs have been popping for... Well, look at AMHC this morning. Catch, he did send this one. Uh, this He was talking about this one because they had some vote. And I don't follow cl- close Chris Catchy. SPACs attack knows way more than me on this stuff. Yeah. But he's like, they had a vote yesterday. And he's like... Symbol? Could- Symbol? AMHC. AMHC. He said, and the vote and the vote could... And, and, and the vote could, um, you know, uh, the, the float could go way low because there's so many people redeeming. So, and obviously, you know, that's what's happened here overnight, and the stock has really lifted. So, it, it, it got up to $21 this morning. I, yeah. I can't even, like, some of these moves are just incredible. It's already given back half of it. And where is it going? It's probably going back to 10 But they give you these ridiculous pops, some, some of these things. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they keep going. But there is some of these opportunities there on around these redemption dates. And Catchy is the one. Watch Spax attacks. He talks about all. Yeah, I, I mean, there was a time when these when these and Mitch too. I mean, Mitch follows all this stuff too. Sure. We should give Mitch some props too because he follows all this stuff too really closely. I mean, there was a time when the when the Spax weren't really doing this anymore, but they're doing it now. So some, 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 yes, yeah, like ninety nine percent of them seem to go nowhere. But the ones around these votes, is Mitch there? Maybe Mitch can enlighten us more because I'm uh, butchering it. He's here, but he, I don't think he can join because he's 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 uh, maybe he can. I don't, I don't know. He's 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 helping us. Uh, on the back end here. Okay, so he's um, back. Uh, you know who had a nice move yesterday, and uh, Triple D, you made a good call in it. Uh, Lucent Motors uh, had the pop. You said, hey, overbought, ring the register. Kept a uh, focus on the previous day's high, which was 27.93. It got through there going to 28.21, but still looking like a good sale there. Getting a little bit of a pop today, but... Uh, off the low in the 25 handle, I'd say for this one, 24.95. If it's just going to run back and test 28, I don't think you want to see this red on the session, 24.95. And, you know, also I wrote this one up and, uh, man, oh, man. Oh, and I didn't save it. You know what this day was here? This day? Do you guys remember? Right here. I'll let me put the blue uh, 
Do you remember this? What here? You uh, are peanut I don't know which chart you even. It was right here. Upper right chart. chart daily. It was September what? Fifth. Oh yeah, somebody downgraded or something, didn't they? No. What happened? It was. Wait, 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 offering? Uh, no. I don't Close. remember. I don't remember. Remember oh. me and Mitch were saying if it got down to 15, 15 we were going to buy I know. it. Yep. But it never did. Keep guessing. Come on. Keep guessing. You guys. Dude, I can't, I oh, 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 oh. Wait, wasn't wasn't there? Hold on. Hold on. Don't no look. Idea. You're cheating. No, no, no. I, 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 here, you, you can't. Lock up. Can't They're saying lock yeah. up. Yeah, lock up. That's what yeah. I was going Lock up expiration. Yep. Yeah. We talked about it. We, we talked about that. Those two we were talking about it live. Sometimes. We talked about that. Right. Everybody that wants out gets the hell out, and then there's nobody else to get out. And it's rallied since. Yep. Yep. But again, it you know, again, just looking at, you know, the 90-day chart. And people are so focused on the short term. They're looking at tick charts. They're looking at a three-day chart. Look oh. at the 90-day. You get a feel for, hey, you know, we got right back up to where everybody got caught before <laughs> in June, July, and August. So what's it do? Gets right back up to that point again and fails. So, you know, just trying to keep it simple. And that's yeah. why I said yesterday was trained 2728. I was like, that's coming into resistance. I don't want to buy it now. And it, it obviously came off. It, it topped out yesterday. So I think, you know, you're getting a 50 cent bounce. I think you're selling the bounce. I think it's going back under 20. So this might just my opinion. I don't know. Like, you know, nobody knows anything. I'm going to keep saying it, but just looking at the it was technical. was a good call chart. yesterday. You know, that's it. You move on from it. You move it was on. A good yeah. Call. Yeah, it was, it was an easy, call. easier call yesterday. Now it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. But when you see these moves up, and then you get the boom, the, you know, the quick drop, then they get a little bounce. Usually that bounce is a selling opportunity. It's the same thing with the SPRT. I mean, we're going to talk about this in October. I'm talking, you know, when I'm going to talk about the big social media movers with the boom and the bust, you know, and the aftermath and, you know, how to play those. And to be honest, it's like after they bust, to get that little next hope, hope, hope. That one day. I know that one right day. There. Yep, that yep. one day where they bit it up. Like no, I don't one... short on the first day because you can't stop the rocket ship. But once it has the washout and the flush, then you get the little lift. It's like, oh, it'll come back. It's going to get back up there. That's the time to strike on the short side because usually they don't. And you usually get the flush and you get the little bounce and you get another flush. And that's what you want is that second flush. That's where you make the money second as the short flush. seller. Always remember the second one. Twenty-five for you, uh, for you traders in this one. Twenty-five at ninety-four is your pre-market high, and then the high close for the move is way up there. That would have been a good, a good, uh, a good area too. Twenty-six eighty-one, and then uh, working into the dip a little bit. But uh, I wouldn't like to see this one go red if I was long it. People call that the courtesy flush. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that actually made me laugh. Yeah, I'm glad we don't have a. That was a good one. That's I'm glad we don't have a graphic for that. <laughs> All right. Moving right along here. <laughs> Let's look at some earnings here this morning. We got Darden Restaurants. Gave some good EP earnings per share beat. Sales beat. Gave strong guidance and announced a $750 million buyback. Why not buy the stock at the all-time high, Joel? Why not? Let's do the buyback right when the stock's at the all-time high. Screw it when we're in COVID. You know, and we're down at thirty dollars. We want to buy the stock at one hundred and fifty-six bucks. With that being said, stocks making new all-time highs. I never short a stock making new all-time high because it's blue sky territory and it's a very dangerous game. So I, I'm not coming in buying it up here, but I'm not short sure neither. No trade for me. DRI, good job. You're doing a buyback and everything. I don't know why they want to buy back the stocks at the all-time highs. Well, Dennis, it doesn't mean they're buying it back at the market. It, that means that they like, – the same thing you with think Microsoft. think they're going to time it, though? They're going to, like, wait for the big dip and buy exactly. the Exactly. Do you think they're going to do that? Yeah, yeah so maybe, they're not going to – Maybe some of them. 
these companies are preparing to support their stock under pressure. That's what they're doing. Uh, 154. I think they're trying to drive the price higher. I don't think they're. I, I, and you think they're buying all, here? All companies are going to do it differently, the buybacks. But I think a lot of it is just trying to drive price higher. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're just doing, or they're just doing VWAP every day. They're just putting a little bit in because they're not Ooh. traders. They're Ooh. just going in, put a little bit in, put a little bit in. I don't think they're market timers. So on most of these buybacks, 157. I, I don't think they are. One fit. Just, uh, just keep an eye on this one. Uh, one fifty-seven. Like uh, this is different because the Microsoft. I was going to say, don't get Microsoft, but I mean, Microsoft when so it was going into that. a level. You know that the buyback was into a level. They were actually selling there. They were shorting a little bit, and they're going to have a little bit more to buy on <laughs> the buyback. Uh, but this is different with Darden because you know if it was opening up into one fifty-four. You know, I, I, you know, I'd have a different feeling, but here you don't have a reference point. But uh, 154, that was the all-time high. So use it as support today. Yeah, actually, the former all-time high was 153.89. Upside target for me would be 157. Joe, we're right. going to your stock next. Yeah, well, let's get to Peloton. Then we're going to have Jay Woods on in a few moments from Drive Wealth. And then well, I see there's tickers in the chat. I'm not ignoring you. We will get to those tickers after, Jay. I promise. Uh, Peloton was going down yesterday into this conference. They were speaking at, at the Goldman Sachs conference. And I, I didn't really know why it was going down. And actually, Mitch was the one that that, that noted it, pointed out to me uh, some of the th- things that, that the CEO actually said yesterday. And kind of strange. Kind of strange. If I can just quote, this is from John Foley. He's the co-founder and CEO of uh, Peloton. And he, he, these were just the very beginning of his remarks. He said, uh, we're calling 2022 an investment year. Uh, skip ahead a little bit. Uh, the uh, the gyms don't feel like they're going to work moving forward. We can talk about that if you want to. Home fitness was never a great category. You had some content. Oh, really? It's not a great category? Yeah, it's you're, your a, you're a home fitness company? You had some content. Jeez, from Harvard, I never... quit. I'm out what? of this. No, no, no. I, 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 can I, can okay, I be, you're taking it out of to, can can I, can I be fair to him? Yeah, can I be fair to him? He's saying historically speaking. that's He's not saying like right now, for example. He's saying like historically home fitness has never been a great category. Now, obviously, Peloton thinks they can change that. But okay, he, he's okay. not like, like just destroying his own business model he's saying like historically this is the way things were we think we're better than that we just have to convince people that's basically what he's saying who wrote his speech who approved his speech <laughs> you guys I mean, are you guys you are gotta mean. watch what you say because all the media grabbed that out of context peloton yeah. ceo says home fitness is not a great category <laughs> yeah even though it, and the media will all <laughs> grab that out of context but that headline sounds horrible yeah no it, 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 he's not it's not as bad as it sounds but it, it it doesn't sound great off the top when you take it out of context what what a selling opportunity this was oh, on the, on the yoga line and you know what? And I liked it that day. I was like, it could pop in the 98. And it went, it popped, man. You did. You called it. It way overshot, though. It shot from, it shot up 20 bucks. It shot up 20% because they were going to come up with some clothes. I thought it was worth like three. It was only yeah. up 1% in the pre-market that day. I was like, I think it's worth more than that. I think it was worth 20%. What a gift. I mean, if you've been in this stock forever, like Joel, what a gift! Those two days when it went from ninety to one eighteen because they were going to sell some yoga pants. What a gift that was! So hey, Spencer, I don't know. At this point in time, what are you doing, Joel? I yeah. don't know, Spencer. <laughs> uh, 
breaking news. You don't have to do the breaking news thing. I don't. Okay. Google says search is not a real good idea on their platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coke yeah. says That's soda breaking pop news. is not a yeah. great uh, yeah, area search, to be invested. All right. JP Morgan, Jamie Dimon says, you know, you shouldn't keep your money. Hey, in the hey, hey, actually, did you hear what the Bank of America CEO said? He said that uh, Bank of America is, in, is a subscription. No, what did he say? Yeah, he said they're a subscription company. That's what they, that, that was. You know, all these CEOs are always trying to like position themselves onto like the, the the sexy thing of the day. And right now, it's it's subscriptions. Uh, so he said Bank America is a subscription service. Subscription. That, that's that's what that's that that's how he tried to position Bank America. So cool, guys. Um, it's eight. I want to bring up Peloton though, because because the stock was so weak yesterday, and I thought the chart was interesting. So I don't know, I'm no comment. All right, fine, fine. It's not fine. the game. I'll just say name of the game is not sell the dip, it's sell the rip, and that's a huge dip. So I don't know if I'd be selling my Peloton into that weakness, but I okay. don't know. I'd sell it in any price. <laughs> don't sell it any day. Bid twice on Sunday. Going into the pit and go bid, <laughs> bid, sold. You have one unheard message. <laughs> Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. Up. Maybe the other the person on the other side of that trade would be our next guest, Jay Woods. He's the chief market strategist at Drive Wealth. He's also the executive floor governor of the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, joining us for the very first time on Pre-Market Prep. Jay, good morning, sir. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Hey, guys. It's, uh, it's great to join you guys. Great to be here. I, I tune in from time to time. Unfortunately, when you guys are on, it's not the ideal time for me in my world, but uh, I do listen occasionally. Right. This is a, a weird run for us because we had uh, Corpina on yesterday, and we, today we have Jay and Peter. So that's three people, three floor traders, basically, or former floor traders, on in the two-day span for us. So, Jay, let's just start overall market, and then we'll see where that takes us here. But uh, your thoughts, not so much on what the Fed said, but the reaction to what the Fed said. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a technician as well, and I, I follow price more than the noise that uh, – you know, drives the market, although you have to be aware of what's going on in the world. Uh, you know, we knew September seasonally was going to be uh, a challenging month. We welcome volatility, you know, as the traders on the floor, you know, you know, slow and steady up is nice. As a long-term investor, we love that. Uh, but, you know, volatility is great and, uh, you know, it, it keeps people honest. And, yeah, you know, September was going to be rough. It continues to be rough this week. 
has been exciting. Uh, there are levels just this week that I'm watching carefully. Uh, th this little rally this morning, uh, is it going to hold where we, we, we sell and we fade the rip? We, you know, we buy the dip, we fade the rip. And it feels like September has kind of turned a little bit in that attitude where we've seen a few opening rallies that have faded a little bit. And uh, I'm curious to see how we hold on to this one. Uh, overall, you know, S&P 500 broke that 50-day moving average. Everyone's been following that. Everyone became a technician looking at the 50-day moving average. Tested it eight <laughs> times since January. Um, and, and, you know, Friday was the first day. The third time all year we closed below it. And then you had a headline like Evergrande. Uh, is it Evergrande or Evergrande? You guys are going to have to you know, <laughs> bring it up. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Grande, Evergrande. But, no, the Evergrande story, you know, it, it's, it's big news and it caused some jitters. But... You know, the, the market had seemed like it was due for a little bit of a pullback, a healthy correction, how I look at it. Um, and I think the next two days are kind of interesting because we're in no man's land. Now, you look at an index like the Russell. We've been range-bound since February in that thing, um, and we're right in the middle of the range. So I, I think long-term, you know, given an accommodative Fed, uh, given a little bit of a pause, this is a healthy pullback, and, and we should go higher longer term. So, Jay, um, curious what areas of the market you are most or, or least interested in, in right now and, and, and what has your attention? Yeah, well, um, it's funny. Like with, with Drive Wealth, we, we, we deal a lot with uh, the retail investors. So we're always seeing what's trending, uh, what's going to be the heaviest stocks uh, that we're dealing with uh, on a day to day basis. So, you know, you, you see the meme stocks, they, they're coming and going, but they're always they're always trending. We're watching that. But uh, I'm more of a long-term trend follower. So you have to be aware of what the FANG stocks are doing. You look at a stock like Facebook, which is broken down. Yes, they had tremendous uh, coverage in the journal last week. Um, but, you know, you saw th this move coming. Um, so the communication sector is something I'm watching. That's 21% of that sector. Is that going to drag it down? Is that going to play more of an impact? Um, a couple sectors uh, just went oversold in the RSI. Uh, the materials and utilities, not that utilities are, are sexy to guys like you, but right now there may be a, a short-term play there. Um, and I also watch them to see, is this, uh, you know, a pullback that you want to look at on a longer-term uptrend basis, or is this something that may be a little more serious? And then on the positive side, discretionary is, is acting well. And then you say, maybe that's not the sector you want leading in a market like this. But if I was to pick one sector, honestly, it's the financials. It's the tenure. Uh, the tenure is getting back to that one three five one four zero level where it could break out. And the thing about the tenure that's interesting is the speed at which it moves. And when you see big, fast moves in the tenure, you'll you'll see if we spike up. Okay, here's the narrative. We're going to flip the tech stocks. The financials are going to rally. So, to answer your question after that long-winded roundabout way, uh, the tenure is the one thing I'm watching right now. Jay, it sounds to me like you're looking at these relationships a lot like I do at Bright Trading, where you're looking at the tenure and you're getting indicators from that on where, you know, certain sectors are going to go. Um, obviously, you know, we got the S&P futures as a major indicator, but how much weight do you put into, you know, some of these other indicators? Like, looking, you know, obviously you've got the tenure that moves the financials, you're looking at utilities. How much are, are you, how much are you guys focused on relationships down there? Well, you know, on, on the floor, it, 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 there's so many different levels to that question. You, know, you, yeah. you have to follow what the hot stocks, what the hot sector, what's in the news. I mean, obviously, 
if there's someone with earnings and right now we're in that pocket where we're getting a lot of warnings. We saw Uber yesterday uh, actually give good guidance. I think Salesforce gave good guidance today. Last week, we're, I, I'm losing track of the days, but Disney uh, came out two o'clock in the afternoon. It was negative. So you're always, you're always cognizant of what you want to do and where you want to be from a macro point of view. But for a floor trader, no, you, you have to be nimble as Arthur Cashin loves the phrase, always be nimble. Uh, you have to be ready. So, you know, when I prepare for a trading day, uh, it, it's just charts, 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 and then the news, because the news will dictate, okay, what level does this become a level of interest for me? Uh, and then managing risk. That's the most important thing. And that's what we fought, you know, focus on here at Drywall is managing that risk, because when things get askew and things go too crazy, uh, you, you just want to make sure everything is in a line. So, you're not getting a little too ahead of yourself into a position. Uh, I just want to point this out because I, I would wager that a decent portion of our audience has used Drive Wealth without even knowing that they've used it. So, uh, Jay, if you can, just for a second, just for people that don't know, because I, I know I know what you guys do, but for people that don't know, what does Drive Wealth do? Yeah, Drive Wealth, we're, we're a B2B platform, so we're behind the scenes, but we basically, we're, we're pioneers in fractional trading. So right now that you, you see it in the coins, you know, you can't buy one Bitcoin, but you buy, you know, one one hundredth of a share and you're in the game. Um, we're trying to democratize finance for the younger retail investors. And we've seen that really come up, pick up speed with, you know, the GameStop movement and the meme stocks. But, you know, I was brought on board to help manage the risk on the desk and then, you know, teach. Uh, one of the things I do is I talk to student groups. Now I'm talking to our partners here at Drywall, the people that use our pipes to get their executions, whether it's with our operation on the floor and, and get direct access to point of sale or whether it, it's up here in our trading desk. You know, I, I stepped into a dream job where I, 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 I lived one dream by being a trader and a market maker on the floor for 28 years. And now I get to continue to trade and monitor things but I'm taking it a step further and, you know, talking to partners in different parts of the world that, you know, like you and I, we, we talk about the market. This comes natural to us. But to our listeners, you know, I, I want to add value. I want to bring the basic knowledge to them and, you know, being a parent of teenagers and seeing them trade this, you know, whether it was Tesla or getting involved in the meme stocks or getting involved in crypto um, to be able to use the DriveWell platform and to have that, you know, simpatico with the team here and, and be able to bring new people into the mix and to teach them and, and use the, the New York Stock Exchange floor as a platform. To me, that's what is great. So Drive Wealth is basically trying to bring that all together and, you know, to be part of this team is the next evolution in my career. And I'm stoked to be here. And, you know, I appreciate you guys giving me the time. To and uh, there's a question from Vintage in the chat. Uh, STBL and EERN, is that the same? Yes, that's the same company that, that we're yes, talking about. Yes, uh, right? those, yeah. those are the two first uh, funds. They're fixed income funds that we launched here at Drive Wealth. You know, we're, we're trying to expand our options to all of our customers. That's one of the things that our partners were, were looking to do. And, you know, you, you, we're, uh, we're primarily equity traders, but to be able to have that option, any anytime you bring someone new into the market, you want them to diversify. You want them to know their options. And and having a fixed income fund like STBL and EERN, the, those are, are great options that we offer, and we're excited about that. 
We're on the line with Jay Woods, Chief Market Strategist at Drive Wealth, New York Stock Exchange Executive Floor Governor. I uh, just want to ask you about your, your role at the exchange as a floor governor. What uh, what does that encompass? Yeah, well, you know, Mr. Corpina is a floor official, a floor governor as well. He served in that role. Uh, those titles have those titles have gone away. Um, you know, it, it meant something. It was, it was a very important role back in the day because to become a floor official, to become a floor governor, you had to be nominated by your peers. And I know you guys are familiar with the floor, but as technology evolved, we didn't need as many people. But we still have market makers down there that do a very important job to serve their companies and to make sure things are running smoothly, fairly, and orderly. Uh, we still have a hostile trading crowd at times uh, who, you know, like a Peter Tuckman. Uh, that needs information that the market maker feeds to them. And at times there are disagreements, there are issues. Uh, the last big issue uh, as a floor governor that I was involved in was when we were going through COVID protocols and the meetings we would have and how we're going to do it. And then the fact that we shut down on March 20th, uh, that was an epic decision, but one we had to make just for everybody's safety. And then the reopen, how did we come back? We were the first people back. We came back smartly, safely, and in slow waves. Uh, so those are some of the decisions we make. Uh, you know, when there was more hand-to-hand -hand combat, uh, you would go to a three-governor panel. If you, you know, if Dennis said he bought at this price and Joel, you sold at this price and you had a discrepancy, you know, your word is your bond. Uh, and if you couldn't come to an agreement between yourselves, you would go to a three-governor panel and we would settle it right then and there on the floor. So it, it's, uh, you know, evolved a lot. And without as many people, you don't need those those titles. But, uh, you know, it was an honor to be voted by my peers to have that leadership position. All right. Here's the tie. You ready for a tough question? Uh, I, I would expect nothing else but tough questions. <laughs> oh, God. I'm bracing myself. And maybe, I, I don't know if you too. can reveal this information. When is the New York Stock Exchange going to 24-hour trading? 24-hour trading? You know what? When I started in 1992 – there was rumors of that back then. And, and and when I was the young guy, not that I'm really old, but when I was the young guy, I was going to be the guy that had to be there for the 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. shift. Um, markets do trade 24 seven. Uh, but I, I like the fact, uh, and I'll get back, I'll answer your question, but I like the fact that equity markets do have an open and a close. It lets you regroup, lets you take a break. Uh, the people that do crypto are a different breed and God bless them. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But the 24-7, you know, checking stocks on a Sunday morning. I, I need a break. I need that break. Yeah. But will the New York Stock Exchange ever go 24 hours? Will equity trading ever go 24 hours? It's something that's been discussed for decades. Uh, it could eventually happen, but I don't have any insight into that. And I am not going to, you know, venture a guess as to a timetable when that would happen. But, uh, you know, the way things keep evolving, we don't go backwards. So, Maybe they extend hours a little bit more, but, you know, it's been 930 to 4 since I've been there in 1992. I don't see that changing anytime soon. All right. I guess we should ask Jay the same question we asked uh, Jonathan yesterday, which is, uh, if you have any good floor stories for us, and then uh, Joel wants to know if you've ever been fined. Have I ever been fined or have I ever given out a fine? It's, it's yeah, he's a governor. He, he's the one that would be fining Joel. He's you know, up. Look at no tie. Uh, we're, we're still not back to ties yet because people do have to wear the masks at times. So they've been very lax on that. And that's where I would give out a fine. No, um, knock on wood. I'm knocking. I have never been fined. I've been warned that 
you know, we have very strict rules. That's why I'm doing this video with you right now in the drive off office and not on the floor of the exchange uh, because I'd have to go up to the gallery and I can't be in my booth. That's why John Corpino was on the phone. Um, you know, I, I'm very cognizant of the rules. I've never been fined. I've never fined anybody. I've had talks. I've been talked to, but never crossed that line. So no, no good story on the fine. <laughs> Do you have any good story though from like just over the years, like just a crazy floor story? You know, this is a morning show. These are stories. These are times you want to have a beer and sit at a bar and tell stories. <laughs> there, yeah, there are so many crazy stories. The things we did in the '90s and the dot com, and then you know, my my best stories. You know, since this is September, the, the greatest day of my career. The, Greatest day of my life down on that floor was September 17th, 2001. Um, that, you know, all eyes were on the New York Stock Exchange. We started before baseball got back up. I know the Yankees, Mets, and the Piazza Homer for you Met fans. Not that I'm a Met fan. But, it, it, you know, th those are epic stories. Um, you know, Saturday Night Live came back a week after us. Uh, we, we were there. I was literally on the first boat with my team uh, from Goldman Sachs back on Manhattan Island at 7 a.m. on the 17th. And we got escorted by military to the exchange. And as a market maker, the market was down 6 7% that they, I don't know, I don't yeah. care, because you're going to be the other side of that trade. You're going to lose money that day. We knew that. But people would come into my crowd, and I'm not yelling at them for running me over in the stock. I'm hugging them and embracing them and, and finding out how they made it home. And when that bell rang and – if you got a shot of who was on that podium and you saw them today, like they got along, they, they were in the same room together. It, it, it was a feeling that I, I wish we could bring back. Um, and to be part one of the 5,000 or so people down there that day was the greatest day, and the most historic day. Uh, as far as trading stories go, I, I try not to do that. I, I try not to encourage traders to get too high when it's good. Or, you know, wallow in those low moments. I, I tell people to take notes and talk about what you did right, what you did wrong. And I know Dennis is probably similar in that uh, if you ate something good and you're on a winning streak, eat that same sandwich every day until that streak ends. So there are a lot of superstitions, a lot of great people, great stories. But, uh, you know, for a trading story, that's more conversation. Uh, to me, the New York Stock Exchange and my history down there is about the people. Will always yeah. be about the people. I, so, I, I, I've got I've got chills after that story. So thanks. Yeah, that was good. Thanks for that. Uh, Jay Woods is the chief market strategist at Drive Wealth. He's the executive floor governor of the Nice He's also a CMT. Uh, Jay would love to have you back. Uh, thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it, and uh, have a good rest of your day. Man, I'm thrilled to be here. I'd love to come back. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks a lot, Jay. Uh, yeah, always that, that that was a really good story. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah, well. I, 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 I what did he say was ringing the bell on the podium? I I don't think did he, he said that. Oh, I thought he said okay. I, he was talking I about camaraderie. I just I was I I thought he said someone was up on the podium. I mean, they just did a fantastic job to get the exchange. They were obviously closed after the nine one one attacks for I think it was four days, but they opened yeah. on the Monday and they did a fantastic job. I think Tuesday. Get, I think it wasn't Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. It was about a week. It was closed, but they did a fantastic job to get the markets back open and running smoothly again. And it's a tough market to go into, like Jay was saying. You're coming in and people are selling. I mean, you know, you had these attacks, you know, everything's happened and you're as a market maker and, you know, we don't give the market makers enough credit. You think, oh, yeah, they're out there to screw you. 
the market makers are out there providing liquidity when nobody is willing to take the other side of that trade. It's all sellers in the pit. A lot of the market makers knew they're going to lose that day. And that was the great thing about the New York Stock Exchange and the affirmative obligations. A lot of the high frequency traders don't have those now. What affirmative obligations are is the market maker will be the buyer of last resort, meaning if there is no buyer, they have an obligation to be that buyer. So when the stock's going straight down, the specialist, which they called them back then, now they're called the market day. makers, had to give a bid. You know, okay, you got to be a buyer. And, you know, it, it, it's a, it can be a tough game sometimes. You know, I, it's sure when the market's oscillating like this, market makers can make the spread and work pretty well. It's going straight down. You got those affirmative obligations. You get run over. And that's the downside of where we've moved to electronic markets because the high frequency traders don't have those affirmative obligations like the old market makers did. So yeah. I actually love the market maker system. All right, uh, we'll do some ticker time here. I want to just hit on Salesforce quickly because while we were talking to Jay, actually, no, it was before that. We were in, 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 in our own little zone there. But Salesforce did come out with some good guidance. They raised their sales guidance for the year. This is not the first time they've done that in the last few months, I think. I think they've raised it a couple months ago as well. But anyway, they're raising their sales guidance for, for uh, the 22 fiscal year and the 23 fiscal year. Uh, and stock is up this morning. Sixty nine twenty six September second high. Next, okay, cool. We're drop, gonna fly through these. We're drop your tickers in the stocks in five minutes. Let's go. Well, Chad stocks. All right, dollar from Ray Rayner, Dollar Tree. Look at Dollar Ooh, Tree. I haven't looked at it in a long time. I'll yeah. take this one, Joel. Oh okay. my gosh, it's awful looking. <laughs> Straight down every single day. Oversold. It's absolutely oversold. I'm trying to look at a level 80 box, maybe. You got that low 84.41 back from September 25th. Let's see what it does there. It's oversold, but trend is not your friend. He's eyeing the November 20th low of 84.41 is what he's keeping an eye on. That's what he yeah. easily did on. 84.96 the low from yesterday. Thomas trains asking about Activision. Thomas, I hope, I, ho I hope that you're not whole in the bag in this. It's brutal. Absolutely brutal. All the gaming stocks have been brutal. I'm The only one I have left is Take-Two, and it goes down every single day, too. I mean, you have... I don't know if it's the reopening or what it is, but I tell you, man, the video game makers, they just aren't getting any love whatsoever. Look at that EA. You want to see an ugly one? Look at EA from the last week, Joel. Uh, it was holding up, and we kept saying, this one's holding oh, up, this one's holding up. It had been the good it's one. Not holding up anymore. Oh. Oh. 20 bucks down 20 bucks in literally one, two, three, four, five, six sessions. That is just an epic move. That was the good one. That oh, was the good one. Not man. good anymore. The Zynga's come down, which is a oh, Michael Pactor pack. I mean, you... Roblox even has held up well. Um, you know, maybe yeah. don't put it in the same category there, but the video game makers have just been awful. Are they getting to a point where they're getting cheap? I think so. I again, I like to, you know, get a bottom. And then you get a little relief pop, and then I buy on the retest where I think it's going to hold. These are just making new lows, so I don't want to be the hero and say, okay, yeah, this is going to be it. If I did get the low, it'd just be lucky. So I want the bottom and then bounce, and then on the retest, that's where I got I can control my risk a little bit better. Just like Jay was saying, you know, you got to be able to control your risk. It's so important. When stocks are going straight down, making new lows, hard to control the risk. Man, even 136, it had a quad bottom there, and then it, it bottomed there one more time. We can puked right through it. Yeah, then it just blasted through it, even on that day. I wish I would have brought that up a few days ago. Uh, but uh, you know, you want to look, you want to try and find support in there. Uh, I'll do it for you. Let's see here. 
How far back uh, 124.88. Uh, let's see here. Mm, no. Well, 125.66. I mean, wow. that was a monthly low back in December. So, And you did get a green bar yesterday, so that's not all all that bad. Uh, so, you know, you can lean on that one. Open 26.18, hit 24.88. Okay, we're trying to go fast. Too okay. many numbers. 26.40 okay. close. Okay, K- Katrina is asking about Roku, which we were talking about before we came on today. Uh, and they got an upgrade from Guggenheim to buy. They gave it a $395 price target. Uh, Guggenheim not normally is the most influential, but, you know, Roku is not bad. We haven't had an upgrade on Roku in a while, and it was sleepy, and it wanted a catalyst. This is a catalyst to kickstart it. I would absolutely not fade this. I know I like to sell rips, but it was just too sleepy, too much consolidation. There's pent-up demand here maybe for a stock like this. There's room to 350 I think if we got up to 350 I would be ringing the register if I was lying. I know I think Mitch bought it a couple days ago. It's a great buy, Mitch. Um, I think there's room to 350 Uh, I don't think that's happening today. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying this is a kickstart and wanted a kickstart. So I, 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 I'm not fading this move. Uh, you could look at that 350 I see a trio of highs at uh, 343 if you're looking for a shorter-term target. Eight bucks away. Oh, man. A couple minutes more. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. There's just so many. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Let's find... All right. Sumo? I don't know. What is this? Sumo? S-U-M-O? What, what, what is this? Someone keeps spamming this in the chat. Sumo, Sumo Logic? So out of favor. This is a... Out of favor. Stock's been getting beat up. You got some support back from May on it, but um, that May low $15.80. I don't know, follow this company at all. So there is some Simple. support in here, but uh, S-U-M-O. S-U-M-O. Wasn't, Sumo. This, wasn't this a recent... Didn't, is this an, this is an IPO, I think. I don't know anything about this company. I think, I think an IPO last year. Mm. I don't remember. Parallels in the same area. That's about it. Uh, but, 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 trying to find ones we haven't discussed recently. We haven't talked uh, Tilray for a hot second, have we? Well, the we pot stocks a all bit got, We did talk to pot stocks two Ooh, days ago. Look at Tilray this morning. Yeah, they're, they're still getting a left. So they were oversold. We talked about on the show a couple days ago. They had the catalyst that I believe Mitch brought us. Uh, the catalyst. Mitch, he does his homework. Um, what, I, I forget what it was, but there was something um, going well, on. The well, no, no, that was me. What was it? That was me. Uh, what well, was the catalyst? <laughs> okay, sorry. I gave Mitch a props. I gave Spencer the props. I missed uh, that. All right, all right, fine. I, all right, Mitch is saying it was him, but it was all, all right. Last week, there was a headline that they're trying to sneak in this uh, banking bill, this cannabis banking bill into a defense spending bill. Uh, that was last week. So Mitch is saying he talked about it yesterday as well, but okay. So maybe we're, we're both right. But Tilray is up 12 to 12 and a half bucks this morning. They are massively oversold. So could there be a two, three day move? Could there be a few days of move here? Yeah, I think that moves a selling opportunity, though. I'd be a seller 14 bucks. Yeah. Actually, I I probably would even short 13. Yeah, there's a couple lows. I mean, for today, we'll see what happens. 1296, 1315. So see if you can get the 13. Coming back on the downside, if you want to try and buy it on the cheap, top of yesterday's range, 1188. All right, it is nine o'clock, Joel. I'm gonna say we had so much fun, we lost track of time. I'm gonna say goodbye to you. Yep. Say yep. goodbye, guys. Smash the like button. We're only at three hundred and twelve. Let's get to like six hundred likes today. Let's go. We had Jay Woods. It was a great day, Joel. I, I, I you know, Joel, Joel did the show today, even though his basement is like halfway underwater. That's not entirely true, but it's partially true. Joel's got water in the basement, and he's still doing the show. All right, let's show Joel the love. 
and let's get some likes. Uh, and then shameless plug, guys, um, as I'll, I'll just remind you all every day for the next week, is uh, next week, uh, the 28th, 1 to 1.30, Joel with Gene Monster and a mystery guest, premarketprep.com. Also, guys, if you missed our EV conference yesterday, EVCon, you can watch it on YouTube. Go to our channel, youtube.com slash Benzinga. We had like, I don't know, was it like nine hours? Uh, of uh, content we heard from GM, we heard from Archimodo, we heard from Hellbiz. That's the that's the one that everyone is talking about. Right? HLBZ. Uh, we heard from Lime, the scooter company. They're not public yet, but maybe they will be. Uh, we we heard from uh, a, a lot of big. There was a company yesterday that like reads your brain waves from the headrest. Honestly, it was it was it was amazing. So again, EVCon, it's there. It's on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Benzinga. Uh, and 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 check that out because uh, it was it was a ton of fun. And we gave away a free one-year subscription to Benzinga Pro. If you missed it, you can win a free one-year sub next week at our small cap healthcare and biotech conference. That's next Wednesday and Thursday, all day. So basically after pre-market prep, both days. We're talking small cap healthcare biotech stocks um, Wednesday, the 29th and Thursday, the 30th. Okay. Uh, Peter Tuckman is not in studio yet, but I, I'm told he will be soon. He says he's stuck in traffic. Actually, he just texted me saying he's stuck in traffic. So uh, we're going to hang out for Peter. Uh, and we'll, we'll have Peter on uh, until around 9.15 or so. Then we're going to live trading, right? Mitch. Myself, Zunade, Ryan Fluna will do live trading uh, with those guys till 1030. Then I'll bring Tony Benson on to talk patterns till 11. We got SPACs attack 11 to noon. Power hour, four big guests today, noon to one. Get technical with Neil at one o'clock. Uh, let me let me go back to this guy. The, oh, the roadmap. How could I forget our NFT show at two o'clock? And then I'll be back with Joel at 330. Peter Tuckman is, guys, he's here from his car. Give the guy props. He's joining us from his car live. Peter, where, yeah, baby. Are, where are you right now? I know you're in your car, but where are, are you just? Uh, you excited? know what? I just pulled, I pulled off the West Side Highway. Traffic was crazy. I'm right oh, down near, near, really near the exchange. Oh, sorry. my goodness. Sorry, Spencer. It was crazy traffic today. Oh, man. No. Thank you. Guys, this is dedication. Dedication to, to the show, to Benzinga. We love it. Peter, I got to ask you just... What was the mood yesterday down there before and after two o'clock after the Fed? You know what? We you and you and I have talked about it before. Fed days are really exciting days. Look, I'm a firm believer in letting look, the market is a very crowded trade. Everybody thought Fed was gonna do. You've got an announcement at two o'clock. You then have a conference, right? With where 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 Powell, who I think is pretty transparent, but he he really but, you know, you've got to hang every word because he'll really play to the fence. So as we've seen before, can you hear me? Yeah, I, mostly. Can you hear me? Kind of, sort okay. of. Keep, keep on going. Okay. So you see the market's reaction is so, so, I don't know. I, I don't know what the word is. Jig and jag, cataclysmic. I mean, you saw the yeah. spiders go up 10 handles and go 10 handles, and then they just kind of tried to figure out as the news conference came out. I don't think anybody suspected that they were going to do anything with rates. So obviously his yeah. his verge 
during the news conference was the most important thing. And they were all over the place. They talked about unemployment. They talked about the workforce. They talked about uh, uh, rates. They talked about the off. They talked about her. It was one. Yeah. Um, okay, so Peter, everyone is talking about as soon as the calendar turned to September. Oh, everyone, be warned. September is the worst month of the year for stocks. It played out a little bit to some extent, but now the month is almost over. So looking ahead, do you see any reason why we shouldn't keep going higher here? You know what? Look, I mean, the seasonality of the marketplace, sometimes it works. You and I talked about the Russia-China trade last week, yeah. which really worked well this year. If you shorted on Rosh Hashanah, you bought him back on Yom Kippur, you did fine. You know, we saw that big down day on Monday over the Everguard thing, and one day does not make a market. The media and the press love to hang on one day down I am a firm believer that the way the market ends a day like that will purport how the market will respond next day. I rather than really analyze, oh, we had a down Friday, we had a down Monday. Historically, that shows us we're going to have a down week. Well, that didn't work, did it? Right? So, you know what? You had one down day. It was a bit of an overreaction. Uh, Evergard obviously said they were able to make a couple of payments. The market yeah. rallied back. We've had huge updates. So, how are we going to end in September? How are we going to end up net net September? I mean, we did some really sizable updates over the last couple of days. You know, we did have seven or eight down days. I think the rest of the year, um, look, now they set us up for a month as we wait for the next Fed meeting, right? That's kind of the, the takeaway from yesterday's conference was, you know what? We kind of feel we're going to start looking at the employment. We're going to start looking at this labor force problem. We're going to start looking at inflation. You know, I think one of the things we need to look at is this debt ceiling thing, right? We've seen it every year, you know, that when they get up around this September time, it's like, okay, how, what are we going to shut down the government? Or are we, are we going to really write a pay, write a check this to keep it off and going? We saw it under Trump. We're now seeing it today under Biden. And the bottom line is do the Republicans and the, right. and the Democrats really want to shut down this government? I don't think so. I think that would send the out over the next couple of weeks. And then we're going to look at what happens coming into the November Fed meeting. I yep. think you're going to see it. Don't you agree? Uh, I, I, you're breaking up there at the end, but I gathered you were just saying all eyes on the next time meeting in November, which I totally agree. They, they, they punted to, to next time. So if not November, then December, cause we only have two meetings left. Uh, Peter Tuckman is joining us from the side of a road in New York city. Uh, and, and we appreciate his time very much fighting through spotty Wi-Fi, spotty internet, but we're getting it done. Uh, you've got great things to say. And we're, and we're hearing most of it. We're hearing most of it, uh, which okay. is good. So, Peter, let uh, me lay it. Uh, hey, Spencer, Spencer, one thing. Yeah. <laughs> What's the one thing? I'm on, I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Chat with Jay. All right, all right. P, P, I, th I think we're losing Peter, which is a bummer. I'm here. I'm here. I'm one. here. Can you hear me? Okay. okay. What, what's the one thing? 
I wanted to say how great a show it was listening to Jay Woods, really giving okay. you a beautiful, beautiful backdrop on what it was like when the floor had thousands of people there. He was one of the great floor governors. And I love the fact that he described some of our interactions as hostile because they were. You know what? Money's a funny thing. When the shit yeah. hits the fan, excuse me, things get crazy on the floor and they still do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Peter Tuckman, guys, he's the Einstein of Wall Street. He also runs Wall Street Global Trading Academy. His learning course, the link to that is in the description of this video on YouTube, right where Underwood says his name. Uh, it shouldn't be that hard to find, guys. Peter Tuckman joins us every Thursday. We thank him for pulling over on the side of the road. Peter, uh, get 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 to work before the evening. Later, Spencer. Thanks, right. buddy. Yeah. Guys, guys, that is dedication right there. Peter is late for work, and his work is to trade for his clients on the floor of the stock exchange, and he pulled over to be even later to hang out with us for, for, for a few minutes. So we appreciate that. Uh, that that was awesome. That that was totally awesome. So so thanks to Peter, uh, and thank, thanks to Jay Woods. Uh, again, that's three floor traders in the last two days. Uh, for us, which is which is a lot. So um, looking ahead here, I ran through the calendar for the day. Um, and on tomorrow's show, we'll have JC Peretz, who we have uh, been trying to get on for like a month. And and, and uh, we're going to ask him about how that how that wine harvest went last week when he built on us. So to, that, that'll be a fun show. We're, 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 we got some questions for JC about the wine and the grapes. And that's a wrap. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.